Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing our favorite multiplayer maps in gaming and reviewing our retro roulette game, Kingdom Hearts, for the Sony PlayStation 2. But before we get to all that, what have you guys been playing? Let's start with Mark. Yeah, so the main thing I've been playing, um, and uh, I did it a weird way. Um, uh, I've been playing, I finished Inscription. Um, so I had listened and knew most of the twist going in, um, because I listened to the spoiler thing, thinking, ah, I'm never going to play that. Um, <laughs> and then I, it, after hearing the crazy stuff in it, I suggested it to Jen. She played it and loved it. I was like, well, now I'm going to play it. Cause I, you know, it feels like a game that she would want to talk about it, like a spoiler cast. Yeah. Um, so I went through and played it. And even knowing a lot of the twist, the game is still amazing. Um, you may be hearing more about it in our next podcast. Um, but yeah, it. I I said to Jen, I was like, I just want an endless mode of the of the card game version and mm-hmm. not the narrative. I would just play that. Like I'm thinking of restarting the game because yep. I just I just watched the stream of it. Um, that was probably to veer off on a small tangent, um, which may have been the. Um, Best stream of a game I've watched this year in full um, because them seeing the reveals and not really knowing what the game was going in um, was spectacular. And then just the way they played and all the lucky moments and great strat. It's just amazing. I sent Jen a photo of their card from uh, the final act of the game, their deck. Yeah. And just the bullshit they did to get that deck is <laughs> mwah. Um, they basically made a deck that couldn't lose. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, that game was great. Um, I couldn't, I played it every day when, like, when I started, I played the next day and I played, you know, even in little chunks, like, I just had to keep going. First night was like four hours and I didn't even realize it. Um, crazy, yeah, playing through act one, you know, um, because the card game is so infectious. Um, I haven't played a card game that got that I wanted to learn so badly and get better at since, uh, you know, um, Witcher 3's game. Mm, uh, Gwent, yeah. Gwent. I as I really wanted to get good at that game. And this game gave me those same um, competitive vibes. That's awesome because that's exactly what I felt too when I first started playing. It's not like Gwent, but it gives yeah. me the vibe, which is like that void I was missing after stopping playing Gwent. Yeah, I was like, I need to figure out this game. Like, it's cool. But I need yeah. to you know, figure out how to win at this game. Then yep. watching those two streamers play it and just destroy it. Like, yep. they <laughs> went all the way through and beat the end boss on their second try. Um, and, it, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about this. I don't want to spend any more time on it. But um, been playing a lot of that. Um, me and Jen beat It Takes Two, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. That was another game I played this week. Um, now, Mark, uh, did anything yeah. ha- weird happen when... You beat it and it didn't have your save in there? No. Okay. Because it had Jen had the save. Oh, okay. Yeah, luckily it copied the save for each of us, or we would have probably never beaten it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. I, started over. I lost all record of um the mini games. Yeah. So oh, okay. th- thankfully we have it all on YouTube, which you can go watch our stream archives. Nah, you don't have to um, worry about who beat who in those mini games. It was, it was me beating Mark, really. That's what it was. Um, Sp- speaking of which, all of them are on uh, YouTube now. So yeah, if, if anybody wants to watch them play, 
it's all there. Yeah. It was a fun ride. Um, yeah. It yeah. Was. Yeah. The I, I found that, which is one of the reasons why I switched the co-op to Thursday, is I always have fun having at least one of you there while playing a game, um, which is what made, you know, uh, Trails in the Sky so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I played that. Um, I played some more. Um, I tried to squeeze in um, as much Vanguard as possible to try to get uh, prestige for the preseason, but I life and work made it not possible. Um, I got to level 53, and 55 it, it gets you to prestige. Um, and I think, because that was as far as the levels would go <laughs> when I was searching uh, unlocks. Uh, but yeah, so that game's still fun. I I enjoy it. Um, I know it's not as popular as the other ones, but, you know, you know, daddy's first real first person shooter um, here. So uh, play through that. And then the uh, if you watch our stream on Thursday, um, we played through the half of the first chapter of Poppy Playtime? Question mark. Yeah, I feel like we I don't know. So the chat was telling us that the second chapter was I don't know if the second chapter is technically the second game. Okay. Or if it's just being released in chapters and it's still in progress, I couldn't really yeah. tell, and I didn't look up anything on it. Yeah, I, that was just my my impression. Yeah, so yeah, we 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 got through a good bit of it. Mm-hmm. it actually, it's a better game than I thought it was. Same. Um, so <laughs> yeah, explain the game for folks who don't know what. Okay, Poppy so Playtime Poppy is. Playtime is basically um, Jen. Let me know if this. You know, I'm going to do the weird movie producer thing where they say it's like this and this combined. Okay, um, I'll let you know if I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it feels like Five Nights at Freddy's mixed with Portal. Yes. Yeah. I think we actually said that during okay. the stream, like <laughs> the both of us yeah. combined. Yeah. So because there's puzzle solving and you got to use the stuff in the environment to figure out the puzzle. You were yeah. you were holding essentially for those of you that played Portal. You were holding like the blue and orange circle in your hand mm-hmm. with the blue and red hands um, to, to figure out uh, powering up things. They're conduits. So you got to wrap them around poles and stuff to light them up. Um, yeah, it's and you're basically going through this factory of this uh, former toy company that made these um, uh, dolls and stuff. And they all have names and lore and stuff like that. Kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it was, I thought it was just going to be like, um, like jump scary. Like there might still be jump scares. But we didn't get that far to when the real shit went down, as Jen said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, didn't, we felt like we were getting to that point and then the game broke on us. Yep. Um, it, it didn't, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go to the next like flag on the, uh, uh, um, quest right. block, sort of, we put the power on in this one room and then no, the power did not go on. Like we did the puzzle, completed the puzzle, watched the uh, electrical wire thing go down and into the thing it needed to turn on, but it didn't turn on. Um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, we had played it um, for uh, my niece who um, has been joining us on the stream and me and Jen, cause I um, were like, all right, we'll play it for her. She's been such a good fan and supporter. You know, we'll play it thinking like, oh, we'll play an hour. You know, right? Yep. <laughs> it'll just just satisfy, you know, her, and then we might need to start listening to her, Tom. Yeah, for games. <laughs> it was a pretty good recommendation. I I did think it was going to mainly be a Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah, like 
similar type game. And in my opinion, like when I played that, I didn't have to play that nonstop to, you know, enjoy, get get out of it what the purpose was, basically. Yeah. But this is, this is like an escape room game too, exactly. you know, like you're trying to figure out how to get to the next part, which is pretty fun. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, then we figured out... That- Hey, one thing mentioned for all of you, Tom. We, uh, the crouch and jump were on the, no- I had to play mouse and keyboard, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, like, I saw that you were having issues. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, mouse turns the head. Um, yes, it was growing uh, pain. So, yeah, we, we got stuck at the very beginning because it never explained to us what the crouch button was. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Is default crouch, but yes, yeah. yes, it did. So explain because I don't play mouse and keyboard, so I'm like, how do we do it? And, and Ash was like, well, you got to go under, you know, under the left side on this thing, and I'm like, under. And Jim was like, try control. Yeah, <laughs> <And> I hit <laughs> control. Yeah, and, control is generally yeah that that's what it is. Generally, is, is crouch, keyboard, and mouse because usually yeah. it's about the same for every game by default. Space bar is jump. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So um, I remembered that from times way back in the day playing mouse and keyboard. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it's a fun game. I didn't think we'd play it as long as we did. Um, and we probably would have went a little longer if it wasn't for that. Um, the bug. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that's about all I've been playing. Um, just to let everyone know, um, next week... Um, mm. I got two more games, new games that I'm going to play that may or may not get talked about a lot, but I do want to mention them before the end of the year. Um, I'm finally going to play The Forgotten City, which is a time loop game that's supposed to be the best time loop game um, of the year um, uh, in terms of story and and, and narrative and stuff like that. Um, it's a shorter game than Deathloop. Um, and then Lost in Random, which is that game where I think the girl walks around with a, a die with her and she can roll it and stuff like that, like sort of D6 walking around um i saw things at the game awards about it and um not the game awards um e3 and you know want to check it out but yeah so since we're probably not going to go uh, do a what have you been playing next week i just wanted to mention that i'll probably those are the two things i'll be playing next week. cool awesome jen how about you so surprisingly even though i've been so busy the last two weeks i've actually played a decent amount of games um most notably, I'll say, uh, I got back together with my ex, Dead by Uh-oh. Daylight. Oh, <laughs> um, yes, very saucy. I had been wanting to boot it back up because I, I've mentioned this in the past. The, uh, the game that I had saved stopped working, so I had to uninstall it and reinstall it. Um, and then a couple of my friends that I used to play with consistently, they started playing again at the same time. So I was like, you know what? I should just boot it back up. There's a new killer. There's a new survivor. There's technically two new survivors now that I'm catching up. Um, and there's this winter event going on, which is a lot of fun. So um, I turned it back on. I had a really great stream. Um, it just it reminded me of all the stuff that I missed about Dead by Daylight. Uh, they are doing a winter event right now where you can purchase with actual money or in-game currency called Iridescent Shards. You can purchase different skins that are winter themed or um, for the killers. Like it might be like just overall body cosmetics and like their eyes might change or whatnot. But they also have little events in the game like these giant snowmen where you can actually hide inside of a snowman and like move around and he becomes all like jiggly and wobbly and goes really slow. (laughs) 
And if you stand still, the killer may not necessarily know that you're in there. Although now killers are kind of, most of them should know if, if you just lost a survivor, go to the nearest snowman and whack it because most likely the survivor's in there. Um, most of the time the snowman absorbs the hit. So it's like a free hit. And if you get a hit in the snowman, I don't think you have to survive in order to do this. But once you take a hit by a killer in a snowman, you can unlock certain like gifts, winter themed gifts. So you can get like charms for your characters. Um, you can get ugly Christmas sweaters for a couple survivors, which was like my main goal. So it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the bigger streamers that I watch said it best. She said this might be one of the most wholesome times of the year to play Dead by Daylight because everyone, you still have, you know, the face campers and the tunnelers and the toxic, you know, gameplay, but a lot of people are trying to have fun with it right now. So it's a good time to pick it back up, I think. So I'm glad that I did. Um, but yeah, that's that was fun. Um, they just announced that they are doing their next um, license chapter in March and they're partnering with Ringu. So that's going to be pretty scary. Um, I, I wonder who the killer will be. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's oh, it's her name. Samara. Is yeah. that her name? Um, yeah. yeah, they showed everything in a trailer, like a teaser trailer. It's not really a teaser because everyone knows about it. Um, I don't know. Are, are they going to make the well? They sh I think they showed a well next to her. I'm yeah. assuming she might be similar to the Demogorgon where he has his portals that he goes through. So I'm wondering if she's going to be able to travel through the well to different areas of the map that she des designates, kind of like also the hag with the traps. Um, but we'll have to see, you know, what they do with that. I'm surprised that they announced that they're doing this because usually they keep it a secret and they give you hints. Um, I'm not sure maybe if too much was leaked and it was like, all right, well, everyone knows, so we might as well just say it, yeah. but everyone's really excited, which I thought was cool too. Um, it's a good sign. I think that they're still adding licensed killers to the game. I mean, the game's not slowing down at all. Um, I know I said this in my last, in the last podcast, a lot of people are kind of tired. Like a lot of people are tired of the MMR system, bringing in all this extra competitiveness that wasn't there before. And a lot of toxicity that wasn't there before either, even though there was a lot to begin with. So I think people are looking at those other games that are coming out now. But I, I think it's still a lot of fun, you know, if you take it for what it is. Um, but I've been playing that. I told Mark um, off off stream, off podcast, the new survivor, <laughs> he has the uh, the workings of uh, Guy Fieri to me, like just his design. <laughs> if they come out with, bleach blonde hair as an unlockable skin for him i think you need to come back mark and is he play a survivor, him. right survivor? he is a survivor yeah <laughs> he's just got that like vibe to him he's he's actually supposed to be like a federal agent or something but he just looks like guy fieri <laughs> it definitely does i don't know how they got away with that yeah and he actually has a new boon totem uh, or a new boon perk um which is finally survivors after the uh, witchy survivor. Her name is Michaela. They introduced boon totems instead of just the hex totems where the killers, you know, had a perk advantage. Now survivors have a perk advantage. They can bless totems instead of destroying them if they want to. So this new survivor has a new boon perk, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I'll probably be playing that a bit more often. Not as much as Phasmo still, because I feel like Phasmo is still like deserving of all of my time. But um, 
I'm happy that Dead by Daylight's working and that I had a good time playing. So we'll see how that continues to go. We're taking oh. it one one step at a time. We're not trying to go too quickly, you know? I don't want to rush back into things. <laughs> right. Um, still playing Phasmo. They updated the game and added... I don't know if this was for our last podcast or not. I don't think it was. They added curse items to the game. Um, so now we can randomly have the chance to find tarot cards. Um, the Ouija board, but it's different now. It actually is like an actual Ouija board. Um, tarot cards, Ouija board, a cursed mirror or a haunted I, mirror. I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the only Phasmo I've been ingesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> terrible taste. Um, <laughs> is yeah, a streamer that I, that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, was doing a. I think it's a. I think my enjoyment of the game come came, it has come from more watching people play it and having it on in the background while I do something else than than actually physically playing it. Um, I don't know if it, maybe if I played it more it would do, but um, yeah, they the the whole thing with the yeah <laughs> she was carrying around the mirror and was like, I think I found the mirror, guys, and. Someone yelled, "Why they think that?" Well, it's glowing, so I, I think it's the mirror. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the cool thing about the mirror—I don't—I'm sorry to jump in. Oh, no, no, please. I love when you talk about Phasmo. Um, the cool thing about the mirror, and it's one of the probably the coolest thing I've seen them add ever to the game, is that it does a really good job of doing a hazy effect of the location of the ghost. Yes, um, yes. in it. So yeah, the other stuff is just seems like, ah, oh, of course we need a Ouija board. It's ghosts. You know, right. sort of effect, but this mirror thing uh, helping out um, in that way um, was interesting to me. Yeah, the mirror is it, on the note of it being hazy. So when I had used the mirror, all the curse items have a limited amount of use to them, and then they break. And yep. usually, when they break, the ghost starts hunting you, or you just can't use it ever again. The mirror helps you see where the ghost is if you can't find the ghost. Um, but the downside is it's so hazy that you can't make it out until it's right about to break most of the time, unless you get lucky and the ghost happens yeah. to be standing in front of something really obvious and on the map. Yeah. Um, and when the mirror breaks, the ghost hunts you. So <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's put even more danger into the game. Yeah. Cause if you choose to use these items, um, you're taking a big risk. Like the the jewelry box is one, and if you turn it on, you have to back up immediately because the ghost will appear and it starts singing to the music box. But if you get too close, it gets angry because you interrupted it, and then it'll hunt you like right away from that spot. Oh, um, yeah, my favorite is the summoning circle, which is a pentagram on the ground, and there's five candles. And if you light each candle, the ghost appears immediately in the middle. You have five seconds before it hunts you from that spot. So if you need to take a picture of the ghost as an objective, or if you need to smudge the ghost, or if you need to do something that relies on the ghost being right in front of you, that's a really good item. Or it's not really an item, but they consider it an item. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the fun thing with that, adding into the uh, watching the person with the the summoning circle, they couldn't find it in their last map. So they, when they load up the new map, it's like, oh, I hope we find this summoning circle this time. They open the front door and it's right there in the entryway. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I think I found the summoning circle. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, My second favorite item is the tarot cards. I think you have, I don't want to. I did not see them. The tarot cards, it's 10 maybe, eight or 10 in a pack. And each different kind of card does something different. 
so you can gain sanity, lose sanity, die immediately, resurrect a dead teammate, be hunted immediately. There's one card that just duplicates the last card that was pulled. There's all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. So I like that one too because of the the randomness in it and you don't know what's going to happen. So usually if I'm playing with friends, we'll stand in the middle of a room and we'll just do tarot roulette and whoever pulls what card, like we just find out who might die randomly. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, you know, um, they also added a new ghost called the mimic who mimics other ghosts. So you don't know. It's like a red herring. You don't know if it's the mimic or if it's this other ghost that it's pretending to be. The only way to figure it out is if you have orbs as a confirmed evidence. And if the ghost it's mimicking never has orbs, you're like, okay, I know what this is sort of thing. So it's a lot of fun. I could talk about it forever. I'm glad that you're, you know, listening to it as background noise. I feel like that's a step in the right direction, Mark. I, I think it's more like I said when we were playing mm-hmm. that I just like the um, the group that plays it, just listening to their conversations more than. Yeah, it's anything. a lot of fun to play with other people. I feel like like you said, if you played it more with me and like, you know, the community, I think you'll have a a decent time playing at the very least. I think it was because of my introduction of it was just us. Right. And none of us knew how to play, especially me. It was just, it was rough. I I get why you didn't like it, but yeah, yeah, it's not as bad as you thought, right? Yeah. But it's also like, I think you guys do this too. um, Because I don't, I I peeked into a couple of your streams with it. Um, But the, the streamer I was watching is just the way that sometimes they just taunt the ghost. Oh, it's yeah. sometimes funny. Yep. Um, Taunt the ghost all the time. Yeah, yeah, and you probably do this too. She walked in and went, oh my god, they put new puppy photos up! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Come here, guys! <laughs> Those are... So yeah, in the, in the big update, they changed all of the like items and the photos are all their content creators' pets and um, like family oh. pictures or pets, which is really awesome. Some of them have passed away, unfortunately, so they like moral immortalize them in the game which i thought was really cool pretty cool um yeah one of the streamers that i'm friends with their pets um in tanglewood on one of the front tables that's pretty awesome yeah but that's enough of phasmo uh (laughs) (laughs) i've lost i've lost the rest of my free time to minecraft i've been playing that just nonstop, having a lot of fun with that I'm actually building a replica of one of the phasmo houses in minecraft so i'm merging them i'm a psychopath Um, (laughs) I've also done a little tiny bit of Animal Crossing, uh, Ghost Hunters Corp, little tiny bit of that. It's gotten a lot harder and less broken. So that's good. Um, I played a little bit of DDR as a gym workout. So, you know, nice. that was good. Um, and then as Mark mentioned, we beat It Takes Two this week. Um, I've been playing Halo Infinite. I started playing a game called Crab Game, which if anyone has ever watched Squid Game, it's literally meant to be a ripoff of Squid Game. Um, Tell anybody, Jen. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I released the big secret there. Um, next, it's, next, next it's, you're going to tell me Flappy Bird had Mario things <laughs> in it. I never knew. But yeah, it's, it's like a silly kind of um, Fall Guys-esque type thing it's it's just it's really fun and quick little mini games and it just you come up with a winner and then you just start all over again so you might be seeing that when we do our uh our um extra life push stream maybe it's free on on steam so it's real tiny it's a simple little game and then obviously kingdom hearts which we'll talk about later yep awesome Yeah. yeah uh so i have not played a whole lot 
I've been playing the two games that usually get their hold on me, and that's I'll I guess I'll start with Halo because I'm actually playing the campaign that came out. Um, it was nice to be back playing as Master Chief, if that makes any sense. Um, I feel like it's been so long since Halo Five. I couldn't even tell you when Halo Five came out, but um, just just being back as Master Chief killing uh aliens and not it, so there so far there's been no flood which i'm happy about i've never been a huge fan of the flood but playing as master chief against uh all of uh, they're called the banished in this in this uh this game and just just it feels like we're getting back to basics but at the same time it's very new because it's a semi open world i don't know if either of you have played the the uh campaign at all no not yet but uh you you go through and you you start and you do your first mission which is on a ship which is i saw people complaining that the first mission's on a ship like every halo the first mission's on a ship that's how it works i don't know i don't know why people were upset about that mm-hmm. like as soon as you finish that level the whole thing opens up and you get a map which is something you've never had in halo you get a map and you have different objectives you can do on the map which i like it's still somewhat linear because it's directing you to the next thing but at the same time you can do all these things on the way mm-hmm. which i like it's not like assassin's creed where you finish the first mission and then 500 things show up on the map and you just go i yeah i'm never going to finish all this i'm just never going to i just not going to turn it on again which i feel like has happened more than once to me while playing one of those games but it's beautiful yeah. Uh, the guns feel great. Obviously, you guys know we've been playing multiplayer, but it just feels good to to shoot a grunt in the head and have you know everything explode. It's great. It's uh, it's it's a return to form for Halo, as far as I can, as far as I can say. So far, I'm not very far in, but I've played a good you know four or five hours so far. That's awesome. And, I'm really glad that they didn't you know flub it. Well, they could have. You know, yeah. they, <laughs> they very easily could have. Right. Um, they, but you know, props to three four three for delaying it, and Microsoft for delaying it and yes. fixing everything because yes, yes, definitely. It would not have been pretty if they put out that game the way it was when they showed it off the first time. But other than that, Fort, I've been playing Forza Horizon Five. Uh, I've been doing so much stuff that's not like the game. I've been <laughs> it again. It's like an RPG. And a car game put together, which is really a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Mark, I, I'm sure you've experienced some of this where you you don't even have to do races. You literally can load it up and do anything you want. And it's just a whole lot of fun. And you it just laughs for hours. Uh, I it's It's been a long time since... I mean, Forza Horizon 4 had a long life. And it was nice that they they kept it going that long, but it got a little long in the tooth. And it's nice to have something fresh when you're when you're playing Forza Horizon Five. Uh, it's just nice to have you know new new music, new new stuff to look at. And uh, there's just a it, it's funny because there's multiple stories also going on at the same time. I think you can do different story missions throughout, along with doing races and doing you know drift zones and everything else. I just I can't I can't praise it enough. And I'm sure you guys are getting sick of hearing me talk about it. So, (laughs) 
Uh, we'll go on to the news. Jen, what kind of, what, uh, what you got for us in the news this week? So, um, I figured my first story will make it a, a more serious one. Um, and I'm sure everyone's heard about this because this is a pretty big deal. Um, this past week, and this is not, I'll start with by saying this is not super video game related yet, but it could be, and you'll get what I mean when I, when I talk about it. Um, so this past week, ransomware criminals and hackers linked to foreign governments were able to exploit a vulnerability inside of a Java-based software called LOG. It's basically Log4j, um, gaining access to their target's computer systems. So Log4j is a programming code written in Java computer language, and it's intended to run across Mac OS, Windows, and Linux. So it's basically a free open source software that creates a log of activity, which is meant to allow developers to troubleshoot issues or to track their program data. Um, and everyone uses it. So it's literally spread into this massive library, like creation, a collection of data. Um, and this includes data from companies um, that have vital functions like power and energy and communications. So unfortunately, this library of a log is used by most web services at this point, meaning it's pretty easy for pretty much anyone to access all this information as long as they're trying hard enough. And this was a vulnerability that has gone unnoticed for a very long time. Like no one realized that this information is just sitting out there available for, like I said, anyone that really wants to get to it. So... Minecraft released a blog post regarding this vulnerability last week because they're a Java-based game. Um, and they were warning their gamers that hackers could basically infiltrate their computers because of this. So they released a patch pretty quickly to prevent it. But this started this whole thing with cybersecurity experts research researching the issue on their end. And that's when a lot of people realized how widespread the situation could be. Damn. Yeah. Um, the crazy <laughs> part is... This, this sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yes, it's like the end of days. It really could be. The crazy part is U.S. officials say that the attacks haven't been like these highly sophisticated hackers. They're basically coming from low level like crypto miners. But they're concerned Good. because high level more adversaries are going to start. You know, like the more people find out about this, the more people are going to start trying to take advantage. More fucking crypto miners. Just what we want to deal with. <laughs> Your favorite. Oh. Uh, yeah. So since this issue was identified, um, research teams have found ransomware service organizations that basically broker access into these vulnerable networks to the highest bidder, um, which is really shitty. And more and more adversaries, I don't want to say bad guys, but <laughs> they're trying to take advantage of this vulnerability. And it's this is expected to be a huge issue for online companies for like years they're saying that they're going to continue to see the effects of this because there's so much that's done online that you don't even realize. Like I was reading like literally information on everything now is, is saved down to like nutrition facts on labels. And like, it's just like everything is out yeah. there for people in this, in this vulnerability. Um, and they're urging companies, the cybersecurity firms are urging companies to develop patches to protect themselves from this vulnerability and, you know, install firewalls with automatic updates. So you don't even have to do the updates yourself. Um, but this is like a really big thing. Um, and they're saying over the next few weeks, it's obviously going to ramp up because it's the holidays and we're going to start to see potentially stores shutting down online companies because they, you know, got hacked. Um, all kinds of stuff. So they think over the next few weeks specifically, we're going to better understand 
how this is going to affect everything. Um, but yeah, this is, like I said, this is something that they're thinking could be a long time to actually fix. Um, someone who's worked in the cybersecurity field for 15 plus years, I forget what her name was, but she basically said this is the most serious and largest vulnerability I've ever seen in my career. Yeah, I yeah. I, I can imagine this. Lo- this is yeah. not good. It's basically like if you kept a diary of all of your deepest, darkest secrets, all of your passwords, your social, everything that made you who you are, and then you lost it, and it's yeah. just got copied to everyone in the whole world that could get to it. That's what this is, basically. It's crazy. So, well, let's, yeah. let's hope that they figure that shit out. <clears throat> yeah. This is yeah. not, not good. Yep. And it's like I said before, I've been playing Minecraft like crazy. And they've had so many updates over the last few days, like patches. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? That's so weird. And then when I, you know, started finding out about this, I was like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> like, wild. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure. You know, not just the gaming industry, obviously, but, you know, a lot of different industries are going to be affected. So I'm sure everyone will hear more about this over the next couple of weeks. So hopefully this is not as bad as it looks and it sounds, but it does feel like a Black Mirror episode, like you said. Uh, So, yeah, uh, everybody keep make sure your stuff is secure, please. Yes, really. (laughs) Seriously. Not something to mess around with. Right. So moving on from that scary topic, um, Nintendo Switch Online expansion has added five Genesis games to the gaming library, and I know none of them, but that's okay because someone's got to. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know uh, Altered Beast. That one, I, I, I've never played it, but I thought I recognized it. The other I, ones, I have never heard of. It's terrible, I, but I, that's. I, I was going to say. I thought you said they added good games. To the- <laughs> No, I just said games. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you guys out there haven't heard, it is Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite Ooh. Heady. You don't Sword. know Toe Jam and Earl? No. You're so young. I forget. <laughs> I wish I was so young. I'll take it. Uh, Sword of Vermilion and Thunder Force 2. Thunder Force 2. That's a good one. Yeah. So this now brings the Genesis list to a total of 19 games and the N64 currently is 10 with six more that are rumored to be added soonish. That's cool. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, those. I mean, uh, where, where am I going with this? So, Altered Beast was the pack-in game for the Genesis before Sonic came oh, around. Okay. Um, that's cool. It's a terrible game. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not. It's. I don't know. The best game on there is probably Thunder Force Two, if I had to guess. Yeah, Dynamite Head is okay. Dynamite Head is okay. Toad Dynamite Head is fine, but yeah. Yeah. They there's so many better Genesis games that they could have put on there. I just don't know yeah. why. They I chose want Spyro. Those. I want Spyro. Damn it. Spyro's not well, a Genesis game. That's a, play, that's a PlayStation, that's a PlayStation game. game. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> I still want. I still well, want Spyro. Well, regardless, you, you may be getting that soon if the rumors are true. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, with the yeah. backwards compatibility. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get there. I think. <laughs> uh, and, if, and if we don't, well, I mean, might as well talk about it now because. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so uh, it's been rumored, and we kind of talked about it the last episode, but yeah, a little literally more... the Trier report just came out the day we recorded last night. Yeah, so there's a little more information out now. So supposedly PlayStation is working on a Game Pass style uh, subscription service for PlayStation, for as opposed to 
to oppose the Xbox Game Pass juggernaut now. Uh, and they're saying that they're going to include different tiers. And one of those tiers includes uh, PlayStation 3, 2, and 1 games, and also cloud gaming. But I don't know. I Again, they didn't really divulge any details on how it would work. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that those things may happen. So, so it was essentially a trust us? Yeah. It, well, it, it's, there's nothing to trust. Nobody's actually said anything yet. Uh, it's just uh, kind of a leaked, a bit of leaked information that Jason Trier came up with. Uh, I don't know where, I mean, did he, uh, he obviously didn't name any sources because it's, oh, it was yeah. right. Um, but if that is the case, it could be very interesting mm-hmm. moving yeah. forward because right now I feel like Game Pass has taken over gaming for most people, especially in like the times now where you can't get a new console. So you get the Xbox Series S and just get Game Pass and that's your games. And we've been talking about that since the, they came out. Since you can you can walk into a store and buy an Xbox Series S and just get Game Pass, and you can play Halo, and you can play Forza, and you can play Back for Blood, and you can play all these freaking games. And Sony, I feel like, just is way behind the way behind on this. Even Switch Online kind of is a little better than uh, what yeah. what what Sony has. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like the 32-bit era. It's going to be the one that doesn't age the best. Oh, we've already seen that. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation Classic was a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, yeah, you have more of a chance of it would matter. Like, if I wish the tier wasn't one, two, and three, like you could buy tiers and like a la carte. Like, I don't need any PS1 games. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's. It's well, they, they're, that's why there's tiers, right? So, yeah, but I'm thinking the tiers are going to be PS4, PS5, like Game Pass style, you know, new releases going, maybe not day one because Sony's still as greedy. Um, and then tier two would be the other three, is what I would think. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. It yeah. again, we don't know anything, so yeah. it's yeah. just a matter of time before we start hearing, yeah, stuff. it'll be an evolving story. And plus, God bless the engineers working on this set to figure out how the hell to backwards compact PS3 um, using the disc. If <laughs> they're going to do that. I don't, again, I don't know if they're going to do anything with discs. It might just be yeah. all cloud stuff. Which is probably what they have to do because of the way they fucked up PS3. Well, to be- yeah. yeah. To emulate a PS3, you need a very a pretty substantial PC to to run like a piece a ps3 emulator yeah and i don't know i i yeah the whole whole thing's a mess yeah and you know it's going to be interesting to see but like i said i don't i guess they would have to include like i'm not shitting on the ps1 here but um i don't know unless they get a lot of third party you know like i i don't know how it's because i don't know many first party sony games that actually hold up well well, that it's gonna far be, back. It's gonna be all it's RPGs crash. And, and crash. It's crash Spyro. It'll be all of that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Didn't want to yeah. drag this topic on. So, in order to make these games look good, they'll have to upscale them and do. St- basically, they'll have to do what they did for like the N sixty four games. So the N sixty four games are upscaled a bit. They're they 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 are four eighty p at least. But they'll need to do something 
of that nature. And I'm sure they are not going to do release it like they did for the PlayStation Classic. I don't think they're that dumb. I think I think they've learned their lesson after that. But we'll see. Who knows? We we don't know anything. Yep. I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this again in the future once we have more information and more, you know, more of an evolved story. Yep. Uh so moving on, um speaking of Minecraft from earlier, Minecraft has reached an unprecedented viewership on YouTube, which is actually insane. Once you find out how many views they have. Um, So as of December 15th, YouTube and Mojang, who is the developer, announced that they are celebrating reaching one trillion views on YouTube. Holy shit. (laughs) Trillion with a T. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Yeah, crazy. So their chief storyteller, Lydia Winters, commented on this milestone, and she basically... Uh, is so thankful for all of the content creators that play this game. And she said she credits it to the creativity of all of the Minecraft players and this myriad of ways that they can play the game. And I think it's because of this like kind of blank canvas aspect that Minecraft is. Players can use this game to tell their own story and then they share it on YouTube. And it goes beyond gameplay. Like there's... um, like independent animations. There's a guy on there. He's really, really popular. And he does ultra realistic Minecraft creature videos. And they're really funny. They're really short. They're like 15 seconds long. Um, you guys know like the creatures, like they're all blocky and stuff, right? Like the sheep and yeah, all, well, all whatever. <laughs> so well, the best part is that he makes them ultra realistic, but they're still in that like blocky shape. That's great. It's, it's so funny. But yeah, there's all kinds of videos like that. There's people who role play through Minecraft. There's people who um, do all kinds of stuff. Podcasting, obviously, like live podcasting on YouTube. So there's just this incredibly huge community on YouTube. So they're they're celebrating their trillionth view. Um, right now, the Minecraft community in total has over 35,000 creators from over 150 countries. And that grows daily. So I thought that was insane and I had to mention it. Yes, um that is insane. Yeah. There's not much else you can say about it. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Um, another quick thing I wanted to mention, Mark already pretty much mentioned this, but I wanted to bring up the inscription mod that's available. Um, it is called Case uh Cat Casey's. KG. Sorry, yeah. They spell it weird, so it throws me off every time I read it. Casey's mod. Um, so I know Mark mentioned before there is an endless mode for act one of the game, which personally was my favorite part of the game as well. And similarly to Mark, early on when I was playing it and I went through Act 1 and it ended, I really wanted to go back to Act 1 and just play through that again. So I'm really excited for that. Um, But other than the endless mode for Act 1, it also adds some new cards, items, and there's a difficulty modifier, which could potentially make the game even harder. So if anyone out there loves Inscription, has beaten it, and really wants to go back and, you know, experience some differences and play through Act 1 forever and ever and ever... Uh, as we mentioned before, your wish has been granted. So, so go it, check liter- that out. it can literally become the Dark Souls of card game. Yes. Got it. Yep. Um, and then I have some really great news that we found out about and we're really excited about. We talked about this on our last podcast. As of December 14th, Halo Infinite has announced has released new playlists. We have SWAT, we have Free For All, and we have Slayer. I can say is it's about finally. damn time. <laughs> 
apparently I found out the full release of this new version of Slayer wasn't ready in time. So the devs released the basic version to tie tied everyone over. And they're saying that sometime in 2022, we're going to be looking at a more advanced Slayer playlist with a variety of variants. Well, so I don't know good. what that means, but well, it's cool. There, I don't, I didn't look, but is there a free for all? I don't yeah. remember. So free for all. generally there's games within Slayer too, that they, they, they'll throw in. So if you go and look at like, um, Master Chief Collection, there's like a million different them. So yeah. Hopefully they're supposed to be coming up with new ones. So yeah, hopefully they'll get to that level. Right. Yeah, what what was the old name for free for? Did they free for all has always been free for all mm-hmm. in in Halo at least. Okay. Yeah, that's when you're not on a team and you're literally. Yeah, no, because they they have that in in the new Call of Duty, but I'm I'm wondering because like we had talked before how they changed um uh the thing from kills to eliminations um in in Call of Duty right um. I'm wondering if there was like a, a an old like violent name for it and they just changed it. I don't no, know. It's just always, been, it's always yeah, been free for all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was too. And the fact that they still call it Slayer is enough yeah. is bad enough. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Slayer. But it's you been, have to. It's been Slayer since Doom. I forget. I think Doom was the first. Was the first. I, 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 my guess would always be Quake. It was either Doom or Quake where the yeah. first like multiplayer was called Deathmatch or Slayer. Yeah. But it's yeah. awesome. Slayer's the best. And SWAT's cool, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> now I'm like on the fence about SWAT because I what? did really bad last what? time. It's because you weren't used to the gun. Yeah. I have to get better at learning all the new guns. I mean, they're not the new, they're just like repurposed old guns into new guns, but you know, well, the, I'm the old. Battle, and I want the battle rifle feels way different than it did in any other game it shoots mm-hmm. way slower and it, the reactions a lot different with yeah um, with the br and that's I all that, better i'm pretty sure that's all you get in swat i don't think they in swat they there's all different categories which they haven't done yet like right. generally there's just there's a pistol swat there's br swat there's i don't there's no dmr so they might just do sniper swat i'm not mm-hmm. really sure how how they're going to do it but i guess we'll see yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming down the road for, for Halo, which is yeah. good. I'm kind of glad that they're rolling things out a little bit at a time. Like, obviously, I would have wanted Slayer right away because I'm a brat. But it's cool that there's still more to come. It makes it, you know, when they release these updates, it makes it fresh yeah. and exciting again. So um, apparently they also had some other changes that I didn't notice. Um, they removed the mode-specific challenges as well now. So you don't have to worry about you know, if you have to play capture the flag, hoping that the game is going to be capture the flag when it's randomly selecting games. So they took that away. Um, and they also lessened some of the challenge requirements. Um, specifically, the weekly ultimate challenge has become less intensive than it previously was because I guess people were giving them that feedback. Um, and they're slowly introducing performance based experience by adding a challenge category that's based on accumulating your player score, which is nice. I think it's rewarding to have that as well. So um, those are the newest updates and we'll continue to see some rolling out a little bit at a time into 2022, which is cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I I do need to play a lot more consistently for yeah. my complaints to actually be valid. So Yeah, we don't play nearly <laughs> enough. We don't yeah. play nearly enough to complain about anything. Yes, I love Halo forever and ever. My complaints, I don't mean them. I love it. Um, and then I wanted to end with a little bit of speculation because we did that last time and it was fun. So an insider 
a mysterious insider, reportedly spoke with Nintendo employees and have reported that it has been hinted that the game uh, Breath of the Wild 2, which is not its official title, is expected to be released in 2022, uh, specifically in November. So they're thinking that it's going to be a holiday release next year. Um, and again, this supposedly came from an insider after talking with Nintendo employees. Um, and they did comment that the reason that the title has not been released yet is because apparently it's a big spoiler for the game, the title. So, well, yeah, they, they've been saying that since I, th- I want to say since they announced it, right. that they wouldn't say what the title was is because it? it had something to do with what yeah. happened in the game. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it Breath of the Wild 2 Kevin's backjack? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Maybe. You never know. But yeah, it's still no word on the title, basically, they were saying, too. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if that comes true. And that's all I got. Yeah. Dude, you forgot the most important news of the week, Jen. What's that? They released the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Oh, God. Yeah, they released yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Yay. Let's <laughs> fucking go. I, I'm excited to see Knuckles. And I'm glad you it's mean, Idris Elba. Knuckles is cool. You mean, oh, you yeah. mean Idris Elba is Knuckles? See, that's how you get me interested. Saying it like that. <laughs> Idris Elba is Knuckles. Oh, okay, let's go see it. Just, <laughs> just we'll, we'll, we'll sit around quietly for a second here. Just mm-hmm. ring that, those four words go through your head. Idris Elba is Knuckles. How yeah. wild is that? It's wild. I'll yep. give you that. Yep. <laughs> is it but, as yeah. wild as Chris Pratt being Mario? No, that's just dumb. No, that's just dumb, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, the word wild can be taken different ways. Yeah. Wild and dumb <laughs> are very different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will only get any kind of excited for the Chris Pratt Mario movie um, once I hear the voice. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's going to do it. Right I don't now, know they're going to reveal that. Right now, it, well, they have to put a trailer out. Yeah, but or you nobody's going to go see it. Um, well, people are going to go see it. I shouldn't say that. I'm being very... Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm leaning towards keeping it as a bit that, you know, this movie's going to be terrible and all that. But the tipping point is really going to be the first trailer. Oh, for that. For sure. It's, it's going to be, is his voice terrible? It, I really hope it doesn't have a, well, they can't do anything voice-wise. Well, they've already, they've already said that he's not going to do the... No, I know. Like the Mario But I want to see what his voice is. If it's just Chris Pratt, then... It's going to be Emmett. Yeah. It's going to be... Oh boy. But yeah, so um I'm I'm just waiting for it to have a Sonic the Hedgehog one uh trailer release where it happens and everybody's like, What the fuck is that? Oh, you mean for uh... and they have to go back and redo stuff. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm sad that you missed that very important news that happened at the game awards. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And <laughs> that was that honestly, that was the most exciting thing that happened at the game awards, I think. Well, the one cool thing is if you have a PS5 for us lucky few out there. Um <laughs> don't tell uh, people, Mark, they'll come for you. They uh <laughs> they uh Epic and um The Matrix released a uh uh what's it called? Technical thing. A tech, I, I a tech demo. Tech demo, mm-hmm. that's the word I was looking for. Um, of Unreal Engine Five, and it kind of looks fucking amazing. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Yeah, so uh, apparently, uh, I don't know if anybody else has heard this. They released um, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC, and apparently, it's god awful. Really? How? Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's not. It doesn't work well. Apparently, oh, it was a bad. No. Port. At least that's what I. That's what I've heard. 
This is digital foundry talking, so it could be fine, and they could just be really mm-hmm. upset that the lighting is off a little bit. Elitist a little bit. A little bit. So I'm just we'll waiting see. for I'm just waiting for the mods. Um I was gave... really looking forward to the PC version because I probably is my best chance of playing it, honestly. Yeah, so I think it's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think it's as bad as people as that guy. That guy is also a little he's like my least favorite person at Digital Foundry that okay. that made this statement. So I think you might be okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh I'm just waiting for the mods that make the folding chair one of Eris weapons. <laughs> Something funny like that. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, it's it's a it's a th- it's a scene that happens in Gen. Oh, okay. Because it's like a wrestling match. But yeah, this should be fun. Yep. Cool. That was all I had. All right. Well, uh on the on the back of Halo coming coming out with its Slayer playlist, finally, mm-hmm. and, and how happy we were, we decided, you know. We've played a lot of a lot of multiplayer games in our time, and we should probably talk about our favorite multiplayer maps because, my God, as we were doing this, there's so many. Yes. And now we we also decided that we could do this now because now Mark is a, a Call of Duty bro, so we can do it. <laughs> yeah. So his may all be from the latest Call of Duty. That's fine. We won't we won't we won't deduct points for that. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I've I've been trying to think of um other multiplayer games because i was unfortunately thought it was just for first person shooters like that kind of multiplayer and so i may i may have ones that pop up at the end but i do have my uh three slash four possible to go all right um let's see jen i think you're gonna have the most so you might as well start okay so what i basically did was i got through my like top three Sort of top three, because then I started being like, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it turned into 15. And that was the narrowed down version. So after my like sort of top three, I kind of just list them. So I won't go into every single one. Um, But I would say it was kind of hard to rank these. I'd say probably my favorite of all time is Blood Gulch from Halo. Um, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're probably going to have lots of crossover. We're probably going to have the same, practically the same list at one point. Because Blood Gulch is on my list, too. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, one of the most iconic multiplayer maps in first-person shooter video games. Um, it's the perfect size map, in, again, in my opinion, for pretty much any size battle. It's suitable for a smaller custom game. It's open enough where you could snipe someone across the map, or you can h- climb up on a ledge, or it's it's possible to have enough cover to avoid being shot at a little bit um and the bunkers on each end are great it's just an all-around great map i think it will always be like you know near and dear to my heart it's the first thing i imagine when i think of halo multiplayer um i don't know if anything will ever top it because you know i just don't think it's possible but there's plenty of other great ones out there this was just i think my ultimate favorite if i had to pick one yeah i'm just gonna jump in because i have this one too so I would say it's probably, if not the best, one of the best multiplayer maps ever created. And it's it was so iconic that a company built an entire show around it. They uh, Blood Gulch got turned into its own, you know, show yep. called Red versus Blue. If you haven't heard of it or seen it, um, and uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what else can be said. It's like Jen said, you can you can play the map any way you want. There's mm-hmm. There's vehicles, there's sniper rifles, there's rocket launchers. There's a, You can do anything you want in that level. You can play it to 
uh, you know, sneak up on people with a shotgun, or you can play it to sit across the across the map and snipe people. So it's got anything and everything you might want, and it's a box canyon in the middle of nowhere. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> All right, Mark, what do you, what do you got for us for your your Call of Duty yeah, stuff? Over so there? Um, first one, um, right off the bat, um, is I'm going to mention this one first, um, just because um, it got sent up to the great multiplayer uh cloud in the sky um uh uh verdansk from warzone oh that's on my list too yeah i really i really like um verdansk it's probably the beginning of my call of duty bro um uh you know uh, affliction would that be the right word um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it, it it was where i'm you know first started to actually learn a map um, because we played it so damn much that I knew, well, we're dropping here. Okay, I know like the really quick spots to go. The bone, yeah, yeah, or yeah, or if you guys were in trouble, you know, I knew how to get there to get the flank and all that. And so, yeah, it was my, it was opening my eyes that you know, you know, I might be able to actually play first-person shooters online, um, and us winning a couple times in plunder, which I know is baby mode in Warzone. Um, we don't care. But yeah, uh, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was we fun. So wow. that, that that's the first one. So rest in peace, Verdansk. Mm-hmm. Rip. Jen, did you want to give your thoughts on Verdansk while we're here? Yeah, I honestly, it's such a huge map that I was wondering if it was fair to even call it just one single map because well, there's so many little maps in that map. But yeah, and it's it, it's got a bunch of Call of Duty older maps kind of yes. just stuck in there. Yeah, it's it's just. One of which I'm going to talk about. It was great because there was so many different areas I think we all enjoyed. Um, I didn't like the town too much because it was so clustered and it was hard to survive running through the streets. But that was like, I mean, every other part of the map was awesome. Um, Like Mark said, it was easy to figure out the best places to drop. You know, like the prison was awesome with the helicopter and all that stuff. It was just a lot of fun. It was a really great map. I don't know what the new one is like um, because Mark mentioned Verdansk is no more and the new one just came out. Um, I'm not sure what people's thoughts are on it, but um, they did a really great job with Verdansk. I think it's it's completely broken. Oh, cool. Okay, so bring back Verdansk. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like some of the things aren't rentering incorrect. The guns are breaking into polygons. Oh, oh. well, that happened to me a few times in Verdansk, but that's because my computer hated me at the time. Yeah. But it sucks to hear that it's actually happening for everybody. Yeah, right now. And, and also in the middle of all the stuff, uh, as usual, every podcast we have to say, uh, fuck Activision Blizzard um, <laughs> until a certain man is gone. Um, sure. But yeah, it, I felt bad for the the, the uh, engineers and developers and stuff for that map because, you know, they're getting shit on while all this crazy stuff is going on at their company. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, all right. Yeah. On, a, on a lighter note, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do one that I feel like nobody likes, but I really like it, and that's Hang 'Em High from Halo One. Hang 'Em High from Halo One is the epitome of showing how good the pistol is in Halo One. Because in in that level, I don't even I don't even use the assault rifle. I immediately switch to the the pistol and just use that. Because you can pick off somebody from across the level with the pistol as Jen found out during Extra Life, mm-hmm. very easily. And it's one of those levels that I, I feel like it's kind of got a cult following. I feel like it's a 
That's the 1v1 me bro map. <laughs> yeah. 1v1 hang em high pistols only. I feel like that's that's what hang em high got used for a lot. But I really love hang em high. It's it's I would say it's I I personally like it better than Blood Gulch, but Blood Gulch is just very iconic. So it's hard to hard to vote against Blood Gulch, but man, hang em high is a close a close one for me. Uh all right. Jen, how about you give us another one out of your gigantic list? So, um, a lot of people don't like this map. <laughs> There's a lot of hate for it. There's a lot of love for it. Regardless, it's iconic as hell. And that's Nuketown from Black Ops. And this Nuketown. is my second favorite multiplayer map. <laughs> Everybody loves Nuketown. They love I, Nuketown so much that they put it in like every Call of Duty after that. Yeah, I. every time that I've tell people that I like Nuketown, I always get a lot of complaints. Like, oh, that map sucked. I hated that map. It's all just chaos, which well, is the best part of it. That's, that's the, the point. point. <laughs> right. It's an it's like a micro map. It's a chaotic, fast-paced mess, but it's always so much fun. It's it's so fun. Shooting the heads off the mannequins. Hell yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. do that. I'm going to beat the shit out of the mannequins. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like, it's just great. <laughs> Those games were so great. Like, I don't think I've ever really gotten frustrated playing a a Nuketown game because it's just wild. Well, you know what to expect. Right. You know that that you're going to get shot every five seconds and you're ready for it. Yep. Yeah, it's I I think it's fair to say that if you're a huge fan of first person shooters, um, specifically Black Ops, you know, Halo, all those kinds of games, I think you could agree even if you hated Nuketown that it is iconic because, you know, everyone knows Nuketown. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that's my second favorite. Okay, I'm 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 kind of going in date order. I'm going like because my next one is Battle Creek from Halo okay. One and Two. Nice. Uh, again, it's one of those ones where it's hard to to. It's one of the it's it's one of the smallest maps in Halo, and like Jen was talking about, it's just chaos, mm-hmm. especially the race to get the rocket launcher <laughs> if you have the rocket launcher and you're up on top of the on top of that mountain you have control of the of the map so mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's a lot of fun just because it that's what it turns into is everybody trying to get the rocket launcher which is great i love it yeah um i feel bad for marcus he never got to experience this stuff <laughs> that's fine i'm good i have my i have my sunglasses and and mounts <laughs> he's good now he's in he's in the club he's in he's, in. he's, part, <laughs> he's part of the family the fam yeah <laughs> yeah well no they haven't made a good game of that yet <laughs> wow <laughs> no they haven't um all right mark go ahead yeah so uh going off jen's um uh nuketown uh map um, in the new Vanguard, um, I really enjoy um, the map known as Das House or Hoos or however you want to say it. Um, H-A-U-S House. H-A-U-S House. Yeah, I'm just saying some people might pronounce it. Um, so uh, my favorite part of the new Call of Duty is the idea of doing they had three different types of modes. There's tactical. Um, I forget what the the regular one is called. And then Blitz. And Blitz is, let's pack as many players as we can reasonably fit into this map. So, um, not reasonably, I should say. It's a little little chaotic. <laughs> but it would be, um, on this map, it's very small. Think kind of shipment with hallways, if you've played Call of, Call of Duty. Um, and they get about 16 people in there. So, 8v8. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, you can't even check your corners anymore. 
um, it just becomes amazing. Um, and it, then people get, you know, uh, the only one annoying part, I will say one annoying, but I love this map because I know every inch of it by now. And everywhere I spawn, I know exactly where I go, and that's why it's one of my favorite maps. But the one, my one criticism is when people start getting their kill streaks, um, and it turns the, into nu- literally nuke town. Yeah, the thing, the thing with the new Vanguard, you know, in the PS5, you know, with all the processing power they can do, is they love dust effects. And, oh yeah, they can't see yeah. anything. Yeah. And it just becomes people do multiple mortar barrages and you can't see anything and the screen shakes and (laughs) from all the explosions. And at one point I just backed into a corner with my gun out going, well, this shoot, shoot shoot if I see something. (laughs) Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause it it becomes like you're blinded. Like they might as well just throw smoke grenades in the whole map. Um, But it's where a lot of my really good, um, uh, moments come um, in the game in terms of, of uh, you know, eliminations to death and, um, you know, getting getting MVPs. I got a couple MVPs in, on that map. Um, so that's why it's been one of my favorite, but not my number one favorite, which I will I mention next time you can circle around me. Feel free to do one or two maps of yours before coming. Okay. Let me see what I got here. Um, all right. So, Jen, go ahead and go next. And I'm going to do two because they're in the same game. Okay. Um, so my next is actually, I'm mentioning two different maps because one was inspired by the other and sort of a remake of the first one. So I'm listing Guardian slash Lockout from oh, Halo. One. All right. So I'll um, talk about that one too when you're... Okay. So Lockout came first and then Guardian was heavily influenced slash remade it Lockout. It's the same map. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're both very similar. So I wanted to mention them together. Um, I think they're more great examples of maps that make all kinds of game modes fun. Um, similar to how I said for Blood Gulch. Um, my favorite aspect of these maps were that the levels are stacked on top of each other. So while they're technically small maps, you still have enough room where you're not forced to constantly run into the other team, which gives you just enough time to have to search for someone. So it had that like almost like the blind corners where you didn't know if you were going to run into someone or not, if you weren't 100% paying attention to your radar. Um or, you know, with the fact that they're stacked on top of each other, are they up above me? Are they below me? Are they on the same level as me? Um, so it still kept it interesting. Who's got and, the sword? Yes. And this was another map that allowed for a plethora of weapon preferences. So all players, no matter what your favorite weapon was, I feel like you could have a fun time playing on either of these maps, um, which is always something nice with multiplayer maps. So I wanted to list those two. I think that's probably my third if you combine them into one map, <laughs> my third favorite multiplayer map, if I had to pick a top three, those would be Blood Gulch, Nuketown, Guardian slash Lockout. Lockout is probably my favorite Halo 2 map. Yes. Um. Again, it's one of those things where it's a race for the sniper rifle. Yep. Or the shotgun or both. Uh, generally, my preference is to get up and get up close and use a shotgun. And Hell yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I like to do in this level. Mm-hmm. Uh sneak around and and kill the dude who has the sword. That's 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 my main mission generally <laughs> in that map. You would be trying to kill me because I would have the sword. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's 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 such a cool layout that they, there's like two towers across from each other and you can one side can have a battle rifle, one side has a sniper rifle, so it's it's a pretty cool uh 
set up that way, and I, I really enjoy that map. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to do two real quick from an old game. I should have started with this. Uh, and that is Stack and Facility from GoldenEye. Now, GoldenEye was like the first first-person shooter I ever played, minus like Doom. Like it was the first multiplayer first-person shooter I ever played. And I, we must have played those levels thousands of times, especially when you didn't have anything else to play. That was what you played. And I could probably draw those maps out <laughs> if I really needed to. And a Facility is just so iconic because it's, it's, Facility is one of those things that it actually looks like the movie. Like, it looks like they took stuff from the movie. And uh, I feel like, you know, you can't really get more iconic than those two levels in GoldenEye. And one of these days, I hope we get to see it again in a, a GoldenEye remake of some sort. That would, that would be awesome. That would be That's, really cool. I mean, we've all we've seen, like, it, it was going to happen. So maybe one day it will actually happen. Fingers crossed. All right, Jen, do a couple more, and then we'll go to Mark's last one, and then I'll do a couple. Okay. <laughs> um, so my next my next few, I grouped them together because this is the point where I was like, crap, I like all of these other Halo maps too. So instead of ranting on about each Halo map individually, I'm going to group them together and quickly explain why I like them. Zanzibar slash Last Resort, same kind oh, of situation. Zanzibar-inspired Last Resort, or was it vice versa now? Uh, I think Zanzibar, it was Zanzibar was first, right? Zanzibar was first, yeah. Okay. The big wheel in the middle. Um, a lot of fun. <laughs> Just the map is great because there's so many different like sort of areas to go on that map. There's like the beach. Um, then there's uphill. You can go in the little bunker, which I always like being in. You can kind of like creep around the sides. You had the big main doors through the middle. You had like the little warehouse. There was a lot of stuff there. Um, and I feel like it's a sniper friendly map. It's still a shotgun friendly map because you have all the corridors, you know, going across the middle of the map. The wheel is a lot of fun. There's just a lot going on there. Um, and I feel like, again, it's another one of those maps where it doesn't matter how big your game is necessarily. You can still have a good time. Um, and then the pit or pitfall. Uh, super iconic as well. Uh, the pit. <laughs> the pit. Uh, a little bit more frustrating at times when you're sniped across the entire map there and you don't know where you even got hit from before you're dead. Um, but still, you have the sword locations, you have the overshield locations, um, the shotgun, I know exactly where it is. Like, it's just, it's so much fun. Um, it's a little bit bigger, so it's not as easy to play a small game there, but still tons of fun. Um, and then Isolation is one of the smallest maps. Uh, isolation is the map that Dan and I used to play against um, against each other on when we were doing just a one-on-one -on -one custom game. And he was so good at kicking my ass in Halo that at one point he agreed to only use sticky grenades against me. <laughs> and he still kicked my ass. <laughs> but isolation was where we would go and play when we wanted to just do a small 1v1 game in college. So... That map is near and dear to my heart. And it still had, um, I think there was a, a ghost that you could drive on that map, if I'm not that mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah, and like the little, um, not warthogs. What are the little ones called? Mongoose. Mongooses, yeah. There was like Mon a mongoose or two. Mongoose. Um, <laughs> and the shotgun was there. Um, I think the uh, rocket launcher was down there too, underneath the little bunker. So there, was, there was a lot of little, you know, good weapons hidden there. But that was a lot of fun, that map. Um, yeah. But those I grouped together as my next three from Halo. Okay. All right, Mark. Give us yeah. your number one. 
Yeah, so my number one is uh, surprisingly for me, um, kind of a kind of a tie because I like them for two different reasons and two different game modes. Um, so going back to the small map and the blitz stuff, I love the chaotic gameplay of doing all that. There is one called Dome, um, which is essentially just a very small like uh, multiplayer map in the middle with a couple of risers up top and then an outdoor area that that you can spawn. It also has sort of a you know, vertical layout to it. Um, I almost, uh, I finished in the top three of free-for-all in that with over like 25 kills um, in that one. So that's that's why that one's in my heart um, because I figured out the map enough that I could, you know, do really well in free-for-all in there. It's the only map I have any success um, with it. Um, but the, the map I had the most fun with, um, uh, number one, um, just because there's so many different aspects to it um, and locations where fighting takes place is I love Eagle's Nest. Um, you know, the the famous uh, home of or vacation getaway, I forget which one it is, of Adolf Hitler um, from World War II. Um, you know, um, I, I believe this was a map in World War II, the, uh, the Call of Duty game. Um, and uh, I might be wrong there, but... Um, there's a, there's a outdoor area, which just becomes like a shooting, like a, a lane where you're on opposite ends of the hallway, shooting each other, going back and forth, um, around stuff. Um, there's a whole inside, um, area that just gets destroyed over time. Um, you know, uh, different covers get exploded and stuff and the map just changes through the game. Um, and it, depending on, I, that this map is number one because, I think every game mode that I play um, in there, because um, I don't play Patrol or um, there's one other mode in there um, that I don't play. But for the other ones that I play, um, this map can handle all of them, even on Blitz mode. Like, there's no game mode that is like, oh, fuck, we're doing this mode here um, sort of reaction um, that I get. And it's why it's my favorite map when it pops up, because I know I'll have a good time no matter what game we're playing in there. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so... Um, my example would be there is a uh, a map called Red Star, which is the big map. And anytime I get, you know, deathmatch or free-for-all in there, I'm like, because it ends up on blitz mode being uh, 48 players, 24 versus 24 um, out there. Um, so it just becomes like this huge map that people are sniping across the map. And since there's so many people, there could be multiple snipers and it just becomes annoying. Um, Eagle's Nest is the opposite of that because, um, depending on the game mode, you know, which part of the house, if you played it enough, um, to go into, um, that where you would be most successful there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that is my final choice. Um, I actually, um, I did have to go look up, um, to know the name of Dome because I, I did not know that map even had a name. I just knew it by the photo. Um, <laughs> That, the, the, that tends to happen in Call of Duty. Rarely yeah. do you know the map's name unless it's like one of the super well-known yeah. ones. Or one that's a famous, you know, yeah. um, real historical place. real yeah. place. Um, but yeah, yeah, I will say uh, honorable mention to Hotel Royale, which gets really uh, fucking insane and free-for-all um, because there's so many uh, exits and doors that, you know, you're getting you're getting killed all over the place from everywhere, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I think the, the, um, combining all of my maps together, 
I think the thing that it says is that I just really like that blitz mode where it puts way too many people on these maps mm-hmm. and it just becomes, you know, it just becomes chaotic and fun. At times it can be terrible. I can go mm-hmm. from having a positive, you know, ED um, to, you know, a three for 27 um, in, in like a free for all if I keep spawning right next to people. So, um, but uh, it's what sucked me in and keeps me going back. That's good. I mean, that's that's the the main thing with all of these is that what maps did you have the most fun on? And I feel like as long as you're having fun on that map, you're you're doing it right. That map's got to be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. More I have. So I talked about. I, oof, I have a whole chunk I need to talk about next. Uh, yeah. But Jen, <laughs> go ahead and you can do yours. Okay. Um, so I did mention before Verdansk was on my list, um, for the reasons I mentioned, um, I did have a modern warfare two game, uh, game map, uh, estate. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. That map house on the hill. Yes. I have fond memories and also terrible memories. I have terrible. terrible, I wonder if your memories are like mine where you were playing against John and Dan and they just obliterated you on that map because they one of them would snipe and one of them would come up behind you and it was just be sitting up in the house the whole time. Yeah, like jerks. So yeah, um, fond memories and also terrible memories of that map. But it's it's one that I had to mention because I always played there and I loved it. Um, And then to go off of the FPS um, wavelength or to go off of that away from that. Um, I wanted to mention, uh, Mario Kart because there are two maps in that, that are my favorites out of the ton of maps that are available throughout those games. And that is Moo Moo Meadows and the original Rainbow Road. Um, I think those are my two favorites. Uh, I don't really have reasons behind them. I just love them. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you can go, and then I have a couple more that tie into my more, um, current obsessions that i've been playing all right well i'm gonna go with i'm gonna name all of my modern warfare 2 ones right now and that's scrapyard terminal and uh high rise and so, all of those were pretty much in verdansk in it, some aspect right, right? So, so scrapyard was the boneyard in, Ver, in verdansk yep which we always that's always where we like to jump in because boneyard. it's awesome boneyard. it's an awesome yep. area the loot was great. Um, Terminal was kind of in there, but it kind it's it was more a lot more open in Modern Warfare Two, and you could you could kind of battle inside the like that little just one terminal of an airport as opposed to a whole airport like Verdansk was, and I really liked that. Uh, it gave you it gave you an indoor area to to have a battle. It gave you outdoors. You could shoot people from the plane you could you could shoot at people in the plane so it was pretty cool and high rise it was just a a classic um you know flat map where it was just chaos and you nine times out of ten on high rise you'd have somebody have a tactical nuke come in so because somebody was just bound to be that good at that level um let me see um so i also have one more halo 3 one i'm going to talk about that's heretic Heretic is the is the map that has the sword on, on the top, and it's you're like inside a the the ship, and it's basically sticky central. That's it's basically you only use sticky grenades in that level, and it's the like I can't do that. I can't get out of that map without doing without at least sticking one or two people. That was kind of that when when John and Dan and I would play, that would be 
the goal was to stick somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> or multiple people because you could just get up so close and you just you didn't even bother with regular grenades in that level because it was too small yeah. or um, it was it was it would they would not they would just bounce everywhere because of there's angles everywhere in that level so a big big uh, fan of heretic in halo 3 yeah that's right, a good um so my last few games I'm mentioning together because they are Dead by Daylight and Phasmo maps. And I felt so stupid because these are the last maps that I thought of adding. And I'm like, hello, I play these games all day, every day. How did I not think of these? So to briefly mention from Dead by Daylight, uh, my favorite maps are Ormond, which is a super snowy map. Um, and this was before the winter update. Uh, they had like fun stuff like snowmen. You couldn't jump into them, but they were there. Um, the snow is falling really heavily at times, so it makes it kind of hard for the killer to see you, which is nice, and vice versa. Um, they have a really cool cabin in the middle. Uh, there's just, it's one of those maps where, and actually all three of these kind of fit into this this point. Um, even though it's it's random where things spawn, these maps all tend to have fewer spawn points where you have an easier time finding Maybe not people, but generators and totems and things that maybe on a larger map or a different map, they could be anywhere, like behind any bush that happens to be on the map. Whereas these are a lot um, easier to find key items that you need to to survive the game as a survivor at the very least. Um, Hawkins Lab, which was Stranger Things, which unfortunately has been discontinued and also sent up into the the gaming sky. Um, that was so great. I love Stranger Things so much, and that was literally like you were playing through the show. Um, they made it pretty much identical to the lab in the show. Um, and that was another map. It was kind of like a loved or hated map for people. Because it was just small enough where you always had to run into the killer at one point as the survivor for the most part. Um, So I really liked it. I knew where everything was. It was a fun time. And I played it as survivor and killer and enjoyed it both ways. Um, And then the Midwich Elementary School from um, Silent Hill is also in Dead by Daylight. So again, another map where a lot of people hate it because it's so easy to be found there as a survivor. And it's like kind of like a maze where... Everything sort of looks the same, like every classroom looks very similar, so it's easy to forget where you haven't been. Um, And the middle courtyard on that map is like a death trap. If you're there for too long, you're going to get caught. But um, I don't know. I just, I love all three of those. I like a lot of the Dead by Daylight maps, so it's always hard when someone asks me for that game what my favorite maps are, but it would have to be those three. Um, And then from Phasmo, my favorite maps, I can't pick one because there's so many different sizes. My favorite map, that's small is Tanglewood, which is the OG map that everyone starts out at. Um, it was the smallest. It is now, mm, I think it's the second smallest now in terms of size. I think room-wise, it might still be the smallest, but size-wise, I think it is the second smallest now. Um, it's just iconic, a lot of fun, limited areas for the ghosts to spawn. So, And you, I know it so well that it's kind of hard to do poorly there. And then the prison is my favorite large map on Phasmo. Um, It's really creepy, but not so huge that you can't figure out where you're going and where the ghost is, like the asylum, where there's literally like, oh my God, how many rooms are in asylum? Like 60 something rooms or something ridiculous like that. Um, The prison is the perfect combination of creepiness, size, and difficulty. 
while still being playable and enjoyable and not impossible. So yeah, those those are all of my 19 or 15. I forget how many I had. Those are all of my favorite multiplayer maps. So have you played the uh, campsite one yet in Phasma? Yeah, so it's not... When they rolled it out, it wasn't very well optimized. And I don't by any means have a bad graphics card. And I was getting so many lag spikes, like five That's FPS. It was bad. Um, they just re-optimized it. I haven't played it yet. Um, I usually can't find people that can play it, which sucks. And I have a lot of friends that play it, but a lot of people can't right now because it's so there's it's so detailed. Like they've fine-tuned all the details, starting with that map. It looks really good when I can actually see <laughs> where I'm going. So that's a really cool map. They have a lot of um like horror movie Easter eggs. They have yeah. um uh Blair Witch is there. I mean, Slender Man, it's not really. I mean, I think it was a movie that they made, but it's really like, you know, the uh the legend of Slender Man or whatever. Um the uh, Jason is there. His mask floats up from the water at one part. So, it's cool. They did a lot of good work there. I just I hope they continue to work on that so people can actually play it. All right. I got yeah. a, a couple more and then we'll call it finally. <laughs> uh, and they're both destiny maps and it's rusted lands and distant shores. Uh, distant shores is really cool. Cause it has like a platform and a lot of time you would play the um, capture the base. I forget what they call it in destiny. Uh, it's, it's either do- domination. Some one, one of those play styles where you capture a B or C. Distant Shores was probably the best map for that because it had one in a cave, one outside, and the other one was like surrounded by a, a ton of like foliage and stuff. So it was always a good time in Distant Shores to do that. Rusted Lands is very similar, only it was it was very uh, like old world. It, it 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 looked like it was from Russia in the 1980s, which made which was always cool to me. The fact that Destiny used that that style. And I'm sad that I don't really play Destiny. Like, I don't play Destiny 2 multiplayer, like, at all. Destiny 1, I played a ton. But Destiny 2, I really haven't haven't played a whole lot. I usually only would play it when I needed to do certain things for a uh, for an armor set or some, or or a uh, or a certain weapon. But now, I'm, I, it's just a thing in my mind in the past, just like Modern Warfare. Like I haven't, I haven't gone back to those things in quite some time. Uh, like the Halo, Halo is easy for us to go back to because we have um, Master Chief Collection. But most of these, they're they're lost to time, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, it's sad, but that's why they're our favorite maps because we still remember them. Yeah. And if you guys have any any maps that you that you absolutely love and you think think we should have talked about, let us know on Twitter at Game Vault Pod on Twitter and let uh, let us know. I we always love to hear uh, everybody's opinion on on these these topics. So something else that is not lost the time is Kingdom Hearts, and that's mm-hmm. our retro roulette game this week. Uh, Kingdom Hearts for the PlayStation Two. We all played the original version, so the the later re releases and remasters uh, changed some things with the controls and made did some quality of life things. But we went back and played the original just so Mark could experience it from the beginning. Uh, and if you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, it's a very long-running series now at this point from Square, uh, who partnered with Disney to make an interesting RPG, action RPG that everybody thought was going to be dumb, 
but so many people fell in love with it, myself included. Um, and Jen, I, I think you, you'd you fall into that as well. Oh, yes. But yeah, so we might as well get right into it. Um, basically, you are a, a kid who lives on an island in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you get sucked into a, I don't even know what you would call it, in, into another world because you are destined to be a Keyblade Master. The Keyblade unlocks the doors to other worlds and allows you to travel between them. So, Mark, tell yeah. us what you thought of okay. Kingdom Hearts. Um, so, I was discussing this with Jen um, uh, after our stream last night. Um, I I got all the way up to right about when you're about to leave Traverse Town. And I'll explain why I stopped in a second. Um, but I really enjoyed the game. Um, from... Uh, you know, the combat and all, I was getting the hang of it, um, sort of figuring out the leveling system and all that stuff. Um, and, but yeah, the story is even early on, is still batshit insane. Um, and it's just like, oh, okay. Um, why is Donald a wizard? Um, you know, that's, sort of. That's and what I decided to go with, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it just it's just one of those things like like I can obviously see Goofy as a knight. You know, he's he's kind of a lovable, you know, uh, uh, guy that we just like, I'm always help my friends, Gorsh. Um, so but anyway, outside of that stuff, I love the mix because um, I it, this is my first time experiencing playing. it. So I have seen all the, the great mix together of the characters. Still don't know why he's called Leon, um, but. I, I've still never figured that out. Uh, they even make they even make mention of him being called Squall, and he basically says, "Don't call me that anymore." Yeah, he like cracks it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be something. Um, David Boyanis does a good job. Um, I believe he's Leon, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe I looked the up the cast, one. and the cast is amazing. Yeah, there's a um, lot of good actors, universe. voice actors. Yeah. Uh, parent, apparently, Hayden Panettiere is uh, the girl from the beginning. Um, in the first one. Uh, oh really? She's yeah. I didn't know Tyree. That. Yeah, I love She's her Tyree voice. And, and Haley Joel Osment is uh, yeah is um, Sora. Sora, yeah, yeah. So that stuff was all great, and um, uh, the main reason I stopped Tom um, because I suffered through it enough because you wanted me to play the original on my Damn. perfectly legal PlayStation Two that I am playing it on. Um, is the camera fucking sucks? I told you. I I really bad. (laughs) Like, I'm talking like, I thought I hated going back to Ocarina of Time with its camera. Um, because we're so used to a different type of camera nowadays. Um, that I'm like, if I'm going to keep playing this, I, I have to get Final Mix or whatever the collection is. Yeah. Um, that changes a whole bunch of, because I, I can't do this anymore. Um, using the the uh, triggers to, um, well, I'm using an Xbox controller, you know, on my perfectly legal PlayStation, um, you know, to change the cameras around. Um, but I have, I don't know if I'll play through and beat it, but I will look for and see if there's either a used copy or a sale of Final Mix um, out there and well, it's, give it a whirl. You can get, like, the, the entire story for, like, yeah, look on GameStop because it goes on sale. That's what I mean. Yeah, all I the time with like yeah. the 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 story so far or whatever. Or I think whatever the, or the, the the entire collection. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want the one that has three in it too. So yeah, 
I think it's the I think there's an entire collection that has every game and it's yeah, like it's been on sale for like 20 bucks. I'm pretty sure I, just, I have it. And if you want to borrow it, you can. Yeah, I can just I'd rather have it my not this isn't me like avoiding playing it, but <laughs> I'd rather not be on the time conscription like um uh so uh, Tom, when do you want Astral Train back? Would have liked it back <laughs> 2 years ago, I think. <laughs> Jeez. This is why I don't borrow games. Um, I think we, I think we, we did that in like 2018, whenever the the year the game came out. Yeah, and by the way, I don't think either of us played the game we swapped. I played Control. Okay, you have played some of it. Okay, yeah. So um, I, I, I win. <laughs> yay! Um, but yeah, I, 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 I want to not, um, you know, have any restrictions like that on it. But I appreciate it. Um, but. Yeah, I couldn't take the camera anymore. I yeah, you know, I was yeah. I was. I warned you guys. I warned. No, no, you I, I, I knew, <laughs> I knew you warned us and all that, but it got to the point where it was like, I know Tom wants me to play more, but I just can't. I can't. I think I got enough of this game, and I've watched enough speed runs, um, and stuff like that. Which, by the way, um, I was talking to Jen about this. If you want to watch speed run, there's one from uh, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. I think it's the 1.5 final mix speed run from GDQ like five or six years ago. And um, they have a medley of five Disney songs in the middle of the of the speed run during like the boring parts. I'll have to watch that. That's um, awesome. The people can actually sing like this isn't like, haha, nerd singing. They're terrible. They're pretty good. And they're singing acapella, um, which is kind of amazing. Um, so, yeah, you can look it up. Um, I will check that out. Um, yeah, make sure it's the, um, it's a little bit older. It's about five, six years old. There's one that's like three years old. That's newer. That's not this. One. Um, but I think they sing in all of them. I think it's like the final fantasy six thing where they do the opera, you know, every time they speed run it. Yeah. Um, because I, I, think I, think the, I think the final fantasy seven thing is they do the squats. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one of those things, but yeah, I was pointing out the streamer Kung Fu fruit cup started doing uh, the whole new world um uh duet with somebody and i was like oh like sort of like did that thing where you, your back straightens up like oh, like oh oh, oh <laughs> you you were okay singing let it go but this oh she came in hard at the beginning of jasmine's part it was real good you got it um, yeah and yeah and the one guy was like a trained opera singer so he did the couple songs and you could tell yeah um but yeah it's sorry tangent but go watch that <laughs> It's it's a good way to get the content if you don't care about spoilers. Um, but yeah, I I will say this: um, it's a game that if my thirty six year old brain was inside the body of whatever age I was when it came out, I probably would have liked and enjoyed and played through these games because my taste has changed in terms of you know wanting to play. Um, you know, because I went through that brief period where it's like I'm not playing any of those long games. I got. I got time. I got to go out and play sports, um, you know, mindset for a few years there Yeah. Um, when, when this came out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm waiting to, you know, get through the full story or maybe watch people play through the full story just to get that that sweet, sweet hit of Metal Gear Solid story um, of watching something and going, what the fuck is going on? Luckily, like we've talked about this uh on stream and stuff and jonathan and i have agreed most of the time mostly the story itself makes sense in its own like in its own game like 
Kingdom Hearts 1 makes sense by itself. Kingdom Hearts 2 makes sense by itself. But when you try to like piece them all together, it that's when stuff goes really wrong and awry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why the comparison to Metal Gear is pretty because the same thing happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Except uh, Nomura, uh, that's right, it's Nomura for this. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't predict the future in his games, which Kojima has had a really bad <laughs> track record of doing. Yeah, Kojima, uh, could you not? Could you not like put us in a freaking the end yeah, of the world? Right. Yeah, basically, Death Stranding is essentially the pandemic, where people had the shelter in place, and the only people allowed outside were delivery people. Yeah, um, it, it's really and, scary how how <laughs> how true and, that was. And Metal Gear Solid Two essentially explains social media and how and fake news and deep fakes and how the internet would make everything terrible. And that was back in two thousand one. God damn it, Kojima! Pre nine eleven. Stop it. <laughs> It is ridiculous if you go back. I would love to play through the games with Jen either on stream or next to me um, while playing these games and just seeing it, you know, and then when a revelation happens, goes, oh, that's something. Oh, we know it about old news. I'm like, no, Jen, that was 16 years ago. Yeah. You mentioned that. <laughs> that's crazy. He's, he's talking about memes. <laughs> yeah. And that happens, too. Um, but, yeah, um, I am excited to see if there were any new things that you guys picked up since you've already. Well, Jen, let's hear where you're coming from with this, because I, again, you and I have played these games multiple times, so I want to hear where where you're coming from with this playthrough. Yeah, so the last time that I played through Kingdom Hearts was in college, and I won't say how many years ago that was for everyone that doesn't already know, <laughs> but it's been a while, a little while, um, and I played it with my friends who actually owned the PlayStation, so it wasn't my game, and it wasn't my PlayStation so I played it when they were agreeing to pass it off. So it was kind of like a group effort. Um, so I didn't firsthand experience some of this stuff that I, now I'm realizing when I'm playing through this time. Um, so that was something interesting. Like, obviously, the beginning and the beach I remembered really well. Uh, and then once you get to Traverse Town, I'm like, I, I remember this. But going through it now, I'm like, wait. Can I go? Wait, I have to go back to this, right? Like, I I don't remember when we were able to do this one part. So it's been it's been a lot of fun because I kind of feel like even though I've played it before, I kind of feel like I'm going back to it almost for the first time in a way because I'm trying to remember what parts I actually personally personally played through that I remember better than just watching my friends do. Um, and it also brings back a lot of great memories of me hanging out in college with my friends going through this game. Um, being absolutely obsessed with it in every way. Like, I feel like when I was in college, I w- I've always been a big Disney fan. Growing up, I've, I came from a Disney family, Disney all the way. But when this game came out, I wasn't like dying to go to Disney necessarily because I was a cool college kid, I guess. But when this game came out, I was like, Disney, what? And then I played it. And I was like, this is amazing. This probably like rekindled my my love for Disney, honestly, this game. Um, and of course it merges, you know, you have Final Fantasy, you have sort of like an anime-esque vibe to it with the animation style. So it was like the shit for me in college. I was obsessed with the soundtrack. I, I burned it all on CDs. I know kids, CDs were a thing at one point. <laughs> um, I have to actually download those songs again because playing makes me miss them. Um, but yeah, so I played through... I played through until leaving Traverse Town. Um, I'm still playing through it. I will. I will beat it again. 
because I can't stop playing it now. Uh, I totally agree with Mark. Uh, the the controls are really annoying. Uh, the camera controls are really annoying. Um, I was telling him off stream, I kind of forgot about that because you get so used to being able to control where your camera's looking with the analog stick now that you don't remember some of these games, that's how it was. And yep. this one is particularly frustrating at times when you're in a battle and you're trying to view enemies at, you know, trying to look around quickly to see where your enemies are coming from or, you know, dodge attacks. And if your camera's thinking that you're stuck against a wall and you can't turn all the way to the left or to the right, that's a problem. Um, so it's a little frustrating, but I think playing through it enough, you get used to it. It's never okay, really, but you get used to it. <laughs> I think we're spoiled now, so it's it's not as acceptable, but you get used to it if you want to play through the game, honestly. You definitely can see the quality of life stuff that they've fixed later on, mm -hmm. and it was... At the time, that's how you control the camera. Like, right. if you if you look at pretty much any 3D game from that era, it was it was basically that's how you control the camera. Like Mario 64, that's how you control the camera, and yep. you know stuff like that. But it, yeah. it especially when you go and hit the right stick and it literally doesn't do anything. That's when it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was my rude awakening. Right when you first boot up the game and you're like, "All right, gotta go find some stuff on the beach," and you're like, "Oh no, I forgot about that." Yeah, so it's fine. I got used to it. I mean, it's not like I said, it's not amazing, but you get used to it enough to be able to play. Um, I think. Trying to think. I think so. I would like to know from both of you what starting item that you picked because that matters a bit. I think I was reading. I read into it after I made my selection because I didn't want to cheat. Um, I know when I first did this in college, I think we went with the. I think we went with the staff, the the magic staff. But I, I would. Went, I'm interested to see what you guys pick. I went with the sword. Okay. Be because I I I like the idea of using magic, but at the same time. I would much rather just spam X and not mm. and not have to deal with. I mean, dealing playing as a magic user, some people might like that better, but I generally like playing as a a warrior or something like that better. Mm -hmm. So I picked the sword and gave up the staff, which just basically gives you less magic power, so right. and makes you stronger. Because I find that most enemies in Kingdom Hearts were way weaker to physical attacks than they were to mm -hmm. uh, magic. Yeah. Yeah. So I pick sword um, and then uh, uh, drop shield um, okay. because I, I'm a magic um, <laughs> in, in a lot of these games. But um, yeah, I think the, uh, for that main reason, um, I like having spells and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and reading back later, um, that might be semi-hard mode mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, I gave up easy. defense. It apparently <laughs> is, yes. That's yeah. exactly um, what that is. I didn't have any trouble. I got through that first boss in Traverse Town with no real issue. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the thing, um, the next set of questions, which Tom, I read up, um, you have to answer the same question. Like the, uh, you, you, have to you have to do the same answer, like one, two, three. You have to do the same one. Um, uh, you can mix around. I don't know what mixing around does, but basically, if you take all the first ones, it's like easy mode. 
Um, well, easy called, mode at the beginning. Yeah, dawn. You take all the um, no meaning of the of the level up system thing. The questions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the there's questions you can answer in the beginning, and they they determine whether you level up quicker in the yeah. beginning, or it's the same all the way through, or you level up quicker at the end of the game. So it makes it you get more XP towards the end of the game as opposed to the beginning. Yeah, I yeah I don't know what the um, what it does when you mix those questions up, um, but if you answer them straight across the line, you know the top one is is easy mode, which is you level up quicker. Second line is normal mode, and third line is hard mode. You know I think it's dawn, noon, or something, and dusk. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. I think I think it's how they say it. Like it tells you what pattern you're on. When um, Titus does the thing where it says, you chose this and chose this and chose this. It's like, well, we'll start at it and it'll say dawn, noon, or dusk. Um, and that's your leveling thing. Um, I think that's the first sign um, from Kingdom Hearts that is like, I wish they could have explained it better. Well, that's, you know, I, I think they wanted it to be like yeah. a, uh, an Easter egg or something to figure out because there's, I mean, there's like no there uh, until I didn't know that until I played through it on the PS4. I think I had no idea that it actually and, did anything. And it also, um, I don't know if you knew this part of your when you found out. Um, and depending on which one of those three you get, also depends on when you get certain skills. Yes, I mean, yeah, it, it has to do with the leveling up system. So yeah, I, I had no yeah, idea. I, I actually think this the the skills like flip around too depending on when you put the two choices together of, you know, sword, shield, or staff, and the questions, you know, because uh, these, obviously I've watched speedruns, there's a min-max way to get the things you need to speedrun earlier, and they have to pick these things in a certain order. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think you got to do shield or and give up staff or something like that um, and or, it, to get through to so you get, like, one of the special powers real fast. Uh, but that I like stuff like that in games anyway. I just wish they would have explained that a little bit, like basically, you know, saying this is for EXP and not just some. Because I could see kids going, ah, "I'm just hitting whatever," you know, first play. I think that's why the first one is easy mode. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I just that's just one of my feelings. I could be completely thinking it, but you know, I wish it would have. Like I think go, not keeping the comparison. But I do enjoy the fourth wall breaking in Metal Gear, where it's where it's like, hey, you know, push the action button to do this. <laughs> you know, we've been good if Cloud was like, this helps you. And maybe I missed it. And when I go back or someone can yell at me in the comments or on Twitter where uh, Titus says something like, you know, this helps you, um, you know, whatever that would be a reference to exp and i just i don't think they say i don't think they say anything about it no they don't because again i didn't know about that until i i played through it on ps4 which was not that long ago i didn't know anything about that till right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah interesting i think i i get where you're coming from mark like yeah you would have you would have no idea because i didn't know um but I kind of like it at the same time for some reason, and I don't really know why. <laughs> I like that it's a mystery. Yeah, that, maybe that's what I'm where I'm coming from. Um, but I, I totally, your 
point is absolutely valid because I I totally get wanting to be like, well, wait, this was an important decision, like a really important decision. And I didn't know I was making it. Yeah. But like you kind of get the you get you know, when you're answering those questions that they're going to matter, but you can't figure out why, essentially. Um, But I think it's interesting looking back on it with the dawn. Was it dawn, noon and dusk? The way that they match up with the purpose is kind of cool. Yeah, I know it's definitely dawn and dusk. I think the other one's either like afternoon or noon. Or- yeah, I yeah. don't remember. Um, one thing I guess that I realized, I remembered Travers Town being pretty easy to go through. And I think partially that's because I wasn't, like I said, I was playing with my friends and we were switching and, you know, we were doing it together. I forgot how easy it is to kind of miss what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go next. And things look a little bit similar to where you think you went in the one door to go to the next area, but you went back and then you're like, wait, where am I right now? <laughs> so it keeps it. It's easy to lose track of what you're supposed to be doing. So yeah, if you're not trying to race through the game, it can be difficult to go quickly. Is my point. That's, a, that's another problem and shows the age of the of the game is that there's no map. So right. if yes. you don't know where you are, you kind of have to try to find your way back to the beginning so you can figure out how to get to where you need to go. Yes. But, um, yeah. It's a, it's a small thing again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nothing unplayable for me at all. The game came out what? 2001? Did it? 2002 maybe? Let me, I gotta look it up now because now I was gonna say, I thought it came out later than that, but I could have just started playing it way later. I didn't go to college in 2001, everyone. (laughs) Neither did I, despite being the oldest one here. (laughs) Uh, just to put that out there. It oh wow! Yep. Okay, so I was just really late to the game. <laughs> yeah, I but was, uh, interesting. That was the junior senior year of high school, where all these nerdy games. I only play sports games because I'm a cool guy. <laughs> mode, um, mm. you know, happened for like a year and a half, two years. Because before that, it was all you know. We played all the Resident Evils and Final Fantasy and stuff as for friends, and then it only then it mixed down to. Uh, wrestling games and sports games. So that is why I completely missed it. So Kingdom Hearts is kind of the game that got me back into gaming, mainly because it had Final Fantasy characters in it. I thought, that's really cool. And it was Disney, and I like Disney stuff. So I didn't, like, I was at, I was like you, Mark. I was playing, I was only playing sports games or games that, you know, I did, that weren't long games like this because I was in high school and I was, you know, I wasn't I it, I wasn't going to be the nerd playing video games but this game changed that 100% for me and it got me back into gaming and uh I went on to beat this one and then Kingdom Hearts 2 and then it snowballed from there uh but one thing I I say this ev- I say this every every retro roulette but this game the music in this game is so good and yeah. I could just sit in Traverse Town for hours and just listen, listen to that song. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's just so relaxing, and it, it just, it's so nostalgic that it, I, that song always makes me feel good, no matter when I hear it. It's one of those, one of those things you can just load up something, and it'll, it'll make you feel better. Yeah, it is very soothing in general. And I have to say, for an early PS2 game, this game still looks great. Yeah, it does. I am and, blown away that this came out in 2002. And. The fact that they the they had to do so little to it to make it look as good as it did on PS3 and PS4 and now PS5, it still looks 
it still looks great today, it, even playing like on a PS2 mm-hmm. at, at 480i and not not widescreen or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it it still it for the time like everybody was joking like oh we didn't know that that this was supposed to look this good and it and we didn't know it was going to be look this good for so long. The art style just really held, holds up really well, and yeah. I have no problem going back and playing the originals besides the controls. Which we can't, I mean, we can't really go too hard on the controls because it was 2002. There was right. nobody used the right analog stick yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Right. I think Halo was my first game where I had to use the analog stick for the camera. And yeah. that, I hated that. In the beginning, I actually missed this. So, yeah, this is so, just a product of its time. And I actually think that Kingdom Hearts 2 is inverted too like it it, they finally started to use the stick but instead Mm -hmm. of like pressing left to look left i think you pressed right to look left oh god so they still didn't quite figure it out actual camera controls yeah it's like a flight camera control like a like a flight stick camera control it's the it's the thing i heard from um someone i know that like operated cameras for a living that the you know um um doing the like to look you know, when you're holding the camera, like yeah. the steady cam thing, like to look left, you would push with your right hand. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look left, you push with your left. And to look up, you know, you push forward, which would be up on the D-pad and back to look up. And he was like, yeah, I, that's how I use a camera. So that's why inverted works for me. And that's why I hate inverted. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah it's tough sense. to get used to. Uh, but yeah, like your mind just doesn't... It, unless you actually operated a camera for a living you yeah. would have you would never never choose to do that yeah, not a yeah. handheld camera right like a real like a real camera mm-hmm. like yeah. on a tripod with a the the handle and everything i mean i guess um, it could still be the same thing with handheld but yeah it, it's the bigger cameras that you know drive that into you but yeah i mean if that's the only problem we had with this game that's right. oh, yeah. very little yeah, it's not even a problem as much as it was just like, oh man, I forgot about this. But yeah, I, I still had so much fun playing this. Yeah. I'm so glad we picked it. Yeah, and I think it may be the next game after Chrono Trigger. Nice. We'll, we'll see. That's awesome. I, I, I also, I, mean, I, I oh, you, you want to be Chrono Trigger. I was like, we don't have to go back to Chrono Trigger. I want, <laughs> I need to beat the game. That's the whole point of this thing, Mark. <laughs> I got to beat the damn game. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's get some scores and then we'll we'll get on to the the, the, the next one. Mark. Yeah. What are you giving what are you giving Kingdom Hearts? Um I will say for the version I played, um, I will give it a four out of five because of the camera. Um That's fair. You know, yeah. So I'm sure it'll be a four and a half, possibly five, depending on, you know, when I play and I'm not frustrated by a camera. But it is definitely a good solid eight out of ten, four out of five. Um it does a lot of things right, um, especially this first one isn't bogged down with trying to keep a, uh, uh, you know, the lore combined. It's getting late. Um, the, uh, you know, the lore all intact as best they could. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the beginning when they're, you know, introducing their story. So um, for all that, yep, definitely, um, definitely will continue to play it at some point um maybe i can see if you know uh my niece is into disney stuff and see if i can get her in on it um i think she'd love it yeah yeah i think so too 
yeah so yeah that that's it all right jen how about you i'm giving it a five out of five there it is i <laughs> <laughs> love this game i love everything about it um it's hard to put it down once you start playing again i'm like i said i'm really glad that we pulled this because it was something that i've been wanting to play for a while um i had bought the story so far i believe it is from jonathan um, I haven't gotten a chance to boot it up yet. I have to turn my PlayStation back on. <laughs> it hasn't been on in forever. But um, I'm really glad. I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I think it's, it's like Mark said, it's a nice combination of different things. It's got um, combat. It's got Kingdom Hearts. I mean, uh, Disney. It's got Final Fantasy. It's got role-playing and lore. It's got a lot. And surprisingly, you know, looking at it outside, looking in, you know, all of these things sound kind of random, but they they go together so well. And it's such a unique game series. And I think anybody that is a fan of, you know, RPG games, Final Fantasy and Disney, especially, this is a must play. If you have not played it, you absolutely have to try it. Um, there's nothing about this game that I don't like. So, yeah, five out of five. All right. I am also going five out of five. Nice. Again, Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite series of all time. And this game started it all. And there's not much that like other Kingdom Hearts games did better than this, so I think giving it a five is is perfectly fair. And uh, if once they fixed the camera, it really made it really 100 percent perfect. But it was, it's just one of those things from 2002 that you didn't really you didn't really you didn't really understand yet that that second analog stick should be working. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think that's perfectly fair i can't wait for mark to play some more and tell us more about it and um you, who knows you may see us play it on stream some more or yeah. some form of kingdom hearts we'll see we'll see what happens all right it's time to spin the wheel okay another interesting one because i don't think any of us have played this game it's vagrant story for the playstation one I've actually heard of that. I have heard of it as well, but I never played it. It's one of those games where everybody says it's good, mm-hmm. but I've just never played it. Um, and I, I think it's kind of similar to what we just played in the fact that it's an action RPG. But at the same time, I think it's totally different. <laughs> um, so this should be interesting. I, I, I've never delved into it. I think Jonathan will be happy with this. I think he was excited to hear that. It was on the list, so. Cool. If you are listening to this the day this comes out, check out the stream tonight where I'll be playing Vagrant Story on stream. Yeah, I uh, I said check my Steam list and stuff. It's the last remnant that I put, not Vagrant Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vagrant Story came out in 2000 for the PS. I was like, wait, I think I played like, some version of this. But no, last remnant. All right. So, Mark, do you, before we get out of here, do you want to... Let everybody know about our family of podcasts. Yeah, so we have our final episode or of Stranger Damies um, dropping next Wednesday. Um, so be sure to check it out. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, that's where we're going to keep you updated on the campaign. If you guys are interested, um, you can find it all over there. We might do a uh, talking to strangers at different points if I feel we have a situation happen in the game or you know something. I'm thinking maybe. If we do get, um, I know I joke around with you guys, but if we do get an actual death of a character, you know, that might be an interesting, you know, uh, conversation to have with everyone um, to put up on the feed. But um, for now, 
Um, next Wednesday will be the last episode in the feed um, uh, for there. And we thank everybody that has listened. It's been, it'll be about four years that we've done this. Um, you know, so thanks for coming along for the ride. Um, on Thursdays, we have They Called Us a Movie, our, our movie podcast. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter at the main Damie. Uh, TheMainDamie.com is our website where all of our content lives, um, so be sure to check it out there if you want a one-stop shop for everything we do. Um, it is the perfect location um, for that. And Jen, what's our stream schedule? Yep, so right now we stream on Twitch three days a week. Mondays, as Tom just mentioned, is either going to be our Retro Roulette day where he plays for our Retro Roulette game that we pick on this podcast and we give our initial thoughts on it. Uh, or it is usually RPG night or retro night where he is or was playing through Chrono Trigger. He will beat it, as he says. But we're taking a break because we hit our sub goal. So right now he is being tortured by playing through RE2 Remake. <laughs> um, so either of those streams will alternate with the other one, depending on the week. And then Wednesdays is our FPS night where we all jump on and are currently playing through Halo Infinite. That game does change depending on what we decide to be playing. But I think for the foreseeable future. Uh, we'll be doing Infinite. And then Thursdays is Mark's co-op night. Mark and I, as we mentioned before, just beat It Takes Two together. Um, we also just played Poppy Playtime. Um, I think during the holiday season over the next week or two, it's going to kind of be up in the air. We'll let you guys know what we're going to be doing on Thursday, if anything at all, depending on the holidays. But um, after that, I believe Mark and Tom have something planned. So be sure to check that out. And we'll always try to let you guys know when we're doing something different or changing our schedule, either on our Twitter or in our Discord, if you want to join that as well. Yep. A lot of stuff happening. And as it gets colder and we don't want to go outside, there may be more streams. <laughs> Who knows? Right. <laughs> uh, so just keep an eye on Twitter and Discord uh, and we'll uh, keep you guys up to date. So lastly, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether they be controllers or cables or power supplies, head on over there via the link in the description of this podcast. And every time you use that link to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So again, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, make sure you uh, tune in to the stream this evening at 9 o'clock. I'll be playing Vagrant Story. And uh, for everybody else, I hope you are doing well. I hope you are staying safe. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.